0: welcome everyone to another edition of true house stories i am lenny fontana coming out of new york city right in my from my studio live facebook live and we're all over podcasting on all the portals thankfully and just been added to iheart which is wow a wow moment okay america so the ones in the uk and europe you could see us through apple music and such and such this week one of our longtime divas who has been singing from the R&B days, crossed into house music, made her name huge in house music. And anytime I've ever said, oh, I'm playing with Kathy Brown, or Kathy Brown's got a new song, it's like instantaneous spotlight goes right to her. And I mean like, it's like someone saying, stop. And listen, (laughs) Kathy (laughs) Brown does that to you. Her vocal is synonymous, she's been on Defected, if i remember correctly cutting records i think strictly rhythm was it too i think you cladis uh, signed the record reviews, maybe i don't remember but, but, but i know you you've been around and you, you all the major labels all the background sessions all the songs she wrote co-wrote for other people work <laughs> with famous people like dave arales frankie knuckles uh myself i mean the list goes on and on and, and on and <laughs> on and on and on and on she's well praised well loved she even started her own record label God bless her in a time yes, that I I did. Why, yes why. Did. why but we'll ask her why later why so I, get two, it I like uh, to welcome uh, the okay. american diva yeah, we cherish and love miss kathy brown
1: Thank you, thank you, thank you. So glad to be here with you tonight. Um, I I love what you're doing. I'm loving this. Um, Talking to different artists and musicians and so forth and et cetera about their journeys. So I am loving this. And I'm learning a lot of things too. I've learned a lot watching (laughs) (laughs) this. Because I was like, what? For real? That's
0: what I said, the same thing. Like I heard things that went, ooh, that's what they want? Okay, Okay. Time to change up. Yes, So. we go
1: back a long way
0: though. Oh yeah, you and I do too. We go through the 90s. I mean, you know, the golden era of dance music. Yes.
1: The golden era. Definitely golden era. That's for sure. So here's
0: how we start. If you know you've been watching this show and everybody knows, the first question I always ask is, we know you got a mom and we know you got a dad. We know you were born. We know you were named Kathy Brown. So Kathy's a young girl starting out. Where does music find you or where do you find music?
1: where uh, does music find me? <laughs> well, let me just start a little bit. I'll give you a little bit about me, my mom and dad. Um, my mother was a preacher, minister. Um, she also sung. Did a lot of singing. So um, she started me and two of my sisters, about seven of us. So, she started three of us singing and it got to the point. We just started singing, opening up for major gospel groups. That's how it all started, gospel groups. Um, and in New York, oh, wow. You wouldn't believe we opened up for people like the Winans, um, the gospel keynotes, uh, you name it, heavyweights, you name it. We opened up for every just for every major group. There was um, Shirley Caesar is family. Um, so my my whole life history is all about music. My family was I was brought up in music, around musicians, et cetera. But that's just a little bit of the beginning. That's how it all got started through gospel.
0: Through so gospel. Then I
1: met. Look, so then I met a man by the name of Glenn Dorsey from the Joneses. I was in the laundromat singing me and my aunt, um, and he was looking for a female group. So he heard us singing in the laundromat and came in and asked us if we would be a part of his group. Um, so I put the group together, organized, put the group together, and he brought in another people by the name of Charlene. And I named us Sweet Cinnamon. This is when uh, Fulton Street used to be the hot spot for celebrities. Uh, Baby Graham 521, you name it. Fulton, it was in Nostrand and Franklin. Look back in the day. I used to hang out with the Joneses as well. So um, it was more on the RB gospel side. That's what I love. Uh, and then one day, Karen Bernard, which was from the Joneses. I know you know Karen Bernard.
2: Motherland, uh, oh, the Yes, is yes, the yes, yes, my girl, my girl. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Great singer. Yes. Great yes. singer. I mean, she's been out here. She's introduced me to so much. Actually, it was Karen who actually introduced me to all of this. I had no interest in house music, didn't know what house music was. Um, she called me up one morning, about two in the morning. Come down to the studio, um, I want you to meet this guy named Dave, Dave Shaw. Went into the studio and I was born as a house singer. Um, first single was Can't Play Around. Um, nice track, top 10, it did really good my first time out. Um, listen, it was pressure to. I had what Louis Vega, Dave Shaw, Kenny Dope, Fred McFarlane. Wow, the studio was packed with people <laughs> on my first session. Um, so that's how it all got started.
0: Wait a minute, I'm gonna think that's that's 23 West bass hit, right? That sounds like bass hit recording
2: on yes. 23rd Street. You know I it, know. you know I it. I
0: worked there, <laughs> I know, I know the spot you made all the it. because you know, yeah. I went, wait a minute. That's Dave Darlington and Steve Barnes. and that's 23 West. <laughs> yes. Everyone, that was a famous recording studio in the 90s where you see, for example, uh, Louis Vega doing the New Eureka Soul album video. That was all done in that studio, 23 West. It was on 23rd and 6th, and this a yeah. hit. Steve Rosen and Dave Darlington ran Yep, there you go. That's how it all got wow. started. Took us back there for a second. Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> and that's just to give you a little bit of the history, how I come up to that and so forth and extra. But yeah, that's how it all got started. Um the ride has been it's been it's definitely been a journey. Um coming through this business. I've learned a lot. That's for
0: sure. <laughs> you, think, you think you learned a lot? Like, I'm still, still
1: learning. learning. I'm still learning, <laughs> but hey, yeah. I've learned a lot. Um, <laughs> I will say this about this business though. You got to love it. You really have to love it to do do what we do. Um, year after year after year. So on external, but it's been good. Um, my music. I love what I do. People are loving it. So and I'm just moving on, uh, keeping it moving, doing more and more.
0: So, Basically, well, Let's go back a little bit to Karen Bernard. So Karen Bernard at that time, I know she was she was working with Richie Rich. If I remember she from um the uh Project X Records around that time, Motherland, that was that whole era. So you yeah. were around all those. So you're coming off the RB side of things, the gospel. So you out traveling doing that, or were you just staying in New York only and doing it from that perspective? Um,
1: no, I was um I wasn't uh Okay, when it all started, I didn't start out doing it. I um I did the R&B side live band, um which my bass player was Karen's bass player as well. He joined the Jones's group, um so it started out like that. And Karen taking me around to the different places. I met P.M. Dawn, um Studio 54 used to be a, a good hangout spot for us. She introduced me to that as well. Um going out to see people like MC Light, Sonic et cetera. So she would introduce me to all these people. So I got into that phase of, uh, listen, R&B was sweet
0: back then. Yeah, I know. So that's sweet. the time of Bell Biv DeVoe and all that stuff oh, going on. Listen,
1: <laughs> it, it was fantastic to, to meet all these people. And just grace the grace that the same to be in the same room it was, you know, breathtaking. But I liked a lot. Yeah. But that's how I got started um, through the R&B side. I used to do a lot of stuff for Dave um, Shaw as well back and focus and stuff as you spoke on earlier. Um, I've done a lot of stuff for different celebrities and stuff. Um, Gloria Gaynor for one. I've written um, one of the tracks on the album there in collaboration with Linda Clifford and two other writers as well. So it was focused on, on one of the singles on the album. Ain't gonna tell you what else, but anyway. I got to work on the album, so that it was nice. It was really nice. Um, so I've done a few things here and there along the way. Um,
0: yeah. Did you have to, to get you to this point, which thankfully, thank God you, you know, I mean, we'll get to the COVID stuff later because everyone wants yeah. to know how everybody's coping, but yeah. you, you got to explain the nineties. New York scene, because you lived in New York at that time. So you got to really, you know, draw the picture what that was like, because for someone who lives in another part of the world, they don't really understand what we talk about. That was a magical time.
1: Listen, the 90s was, whew, it was phenomenal. It was, it was, <laughs> it was breathtaking. It was, the 90s was just fused with so much different music and different styles listen i come from i'm a hip-hop baby so that's where i really come from people like um uh, heavy d um these people just come to my house uh, <laughs> things in new york then music was just more open and more people just came together more musically um live musicians so coming up during that time was like it was like being in heaven listen especially for a young singer to be surrounded by so many, I mean, wonderful musicians and and, and wonderful people, Um, Biggie, all of them. We all grew up in the same area.
0: Where is that area? Tell them what that area is.
1: Bethesda, Brooklyn, East New York. This is the area I grew up in, then wandered out later into Queens. and back to Brooklyn. So I've been all around the States, but it basically started out in East New York and Bushwick. That's where everything seemed, it used to go down um, back in those times. Um, so yeah, coming from that area. Wow, it was, wow. It, you wouldn't believe the people who, it was amazing. Um, oh, what's the rapper name? Um, oh, oh, oh. oh. I can't remember his name now. Um,
0: You know the song?
1: That it's been so long. Um, M.W.A., was he a part of that? He was a part of M.W.A. Can't remember his name. Um, He passed.
2: I'm bad with names. You know what I mean?
0: You mean Eazy-E? There you go. Holy smoke! I'm not even hip hop guy. I'm thinking pass. It's got to be Los, Los West Coast guy. Easy E. Everyone, she's talking about Easy E from N.W.A. Yes, get, your get your it. back. Get your yes. Raiders jackets out, everybody. Easy okay. well, E. Those, those were good times.
1: You know, you got to hang around these people and and and, and get the different sides of, of of what music was going on then. It was just incredible. I've learned a lot. It taught me a lot, and I didn't have to. I didn't have to choose which way I wanted to go vocally. That's what I really liked about it when I got into this game. I didn't have to choose. It was like coming in there and just be yourself. Oh, for real? Okay. Got in there and just ripped it up and down, and that was the first time I ever done house music.
0: Okay, so now let's go to your first first session ever. First session. Let's go to the first. I don't care about house music. First session. One on one, the session with Kathy Brown. Come on, girl. Share it.
1: What happened? Listen, I tell you the very first session, Karen Bernard called me two in the morning. Can you come to the studio? I get to the studio. Like I said, it was packed with people. So me and Karen went inside the booth. And I said, okay, I can do this, but y'all, they got to turn the lights down. So they turned the lights down um and karen was standing next to me she said you know what just sing whatever you feel so when the intro came on she was like anything you want to do at the time i didn't know you could on the front of somebody's track throw your little piece on this so i was like oh okay so that's how that was born with can't play around that intro i wrote so i just started singing that coming
0: into the song do you remember do you remember what the intro is what you did mm-hmm. that night Show oh, us. Yeah. So, so let's say, so let's say we are running the session, okay, and the music comes on and Karen looks at you and she goes, go uh-uh. girl, I can see her going. I said, my man is not home, see I won't get too loud
2: in here, cause I'm all alone. So I gotta let you know. You can, you can, you can play alright. That was the beginning.
0: Wow! Everybody, everybody, I can hear everybody <laughs> clapping around the world. They're screaming, "Go, Kathy! Go, girl!" <laughs> the microphone, the light, and I, I don't know Dave show, But like, "Yo, that's a take right there." He yeah, was, I, like, they, was just
2: like, Oh,
1: listen! They were taping as I was singing. By the time I finished the song, everybody in the studio was jumping up and down and clapping.
2: I was like, "What the hell just happened? They'll do
1: something wrong?" Listen, it was—it was just so <clears throat> on spot. And then, Fred, like I said, Fred McFarlane was there, which was um, <clears throat> at the time Robin
0: S. manager, which Amazing I met. Him keyboard through. player, don't forget, he was a he played for the D Train Gang. He was in D Train's. Yeah. I, I knew all the best musicians in New, New York. York had everybody in those days. Oh, Lord. Okay, Lord. Butch
1: Stewart from the Commodores switched over to gospel. I was like, okay, well, he was part of a group. He was part of the group. Wood Stewart was a part of the group that we put together back in the. To listen
2: back in the nineties, a little bit, little yeah, <laughs> a little bit before the nineties.
0: I was gonna say, what what, what comes before nine? The the eighties. In the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> what comes before nine? Seven or eight? <laughs> listen, and he was playing keyboards, so
1: we had two groups, no, three groups: Sweet Cinnamon a man by the name of Marvin Cease, who did the track. Now, you know, this is old candy liquor. I just want to be your candy liquor, Marvin Cease. But he was part of a group. (laughs) And then there was another group. So uh, we performed several nights um, at this club. And it just went on and on and on for that for a second. And then I decided to stop and go back to gospel for a second. I did my gospel thing back and forth. Uh, I think I did my last gospel show. uh, Oh, 93, four, my very last gospel show. And that night I had um, on the show, I had Shirley Caesar, Inez Andrews, Dorothy Norwood, they were called the caravan singers. If you look that up, back in the day, that's who they were amazing singers. Um, So they were on my show, a few male groups. Um, listen, it was just lit for my last. Where was the
0: show? Where was the show that you held? Where was the Um It was
1: in Queens, in an auditorium. It was in Queens, New York, um, in an auditorium. My aunt got it together for us. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Was it like coming to America? You know, like when, yes. when, when,
0: when they flew
1: me, they flew me. Cause I had, I had left New York. They flew me back to New York to do my last gospel show, my auntie. And um, I helped her as far as bringing all the groups together. So um she got the building and it was listen. I have a video of it. <laughs> this video, I'm coming down this auditorium aisle with my three sisters, and we sing an a cappella all the way down the aisle until we get to the stage. And when we hit the stage, the musicians kick in and we start singing, listen. <laughs> that beautiful. <weird. laughs> Listen, what this Shirley Caesar said that she said, yes, because uh, we talked to her about being related. We had never actually talked. So when she heard us sing, she was like, oh, yeah, you got to be family. Yes. You girls sing like angels. So we did a few shows together um, over the years. Gospel. Um, I worked with a lot of amazing people in the gospel film and started out as a kid. So, yeah, good times. But
0: that's that's a
2: little bit. Of- now,
0: year. now that you got your House Music, you know, what we call House Music Introductory 101 doing one of the biggest records of that time. Can't Play Around. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was a big record. And David Shaw was very proud of that record. Remember when he gave us oh, yeah. at that time? Oh, yeah. Um, and we were like, who the hell's Kathy Brown? <laughs> we heard it, We were like. But uh-huh. then not too long after, I remember seeing a record with Dave Morales, not too long. I knew he snatched you up quick.
1: Yeah, Joy.
0: Yes, David was right there coming to grab you.
1: Oh, listen, that was, I told you, those times were <laughs> amazing. Real musicians, I mean, producers was really producing tracks. And Dave and Frank, you know, they would never do tracks that they didn't really produce. I mean, they went overboard beyond to make sure that music was on point. Okay, so, and then he brought in Mariah Carey back in singers. Which I went to church with. He didn't know that. <laughs> Is that Melanie? Is that <laughs> Melanie Daniels in them? We went to church together, so it was funny when we, when they
2: got into the session. It was like, wait a minute,
1: I know you. Yeah, I, did. I used to sing gospel up until you know grown. So everybody knew who we were and gospel. But um, yes, knew the back and singers, and it was fantastic. We just clicked. They knew exactly what I wanted. It was like I didn't have to sit there and go, blank, 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 blank. Listen, it was over in one, two, three. But yeah. Did you did you write the song,
0: Joy, or somebody else wrote that song? Did you no. write
1: Why well, I write all my songs except for the covers I do? Um, but the co-writer to that track, the actual co-writer to that track was um Clyde Osborne, helped write the track. We wrote it in Dave's studio.
0: In Brooklyn, right?
1: Yeah. We wrote it in Dave's studio. we're well, actually in a hotel, yeah. The hotel room. <clears throat> He got to the studio and just rocked because when we first did it, day was like, mm, something's missing. <laughs> something's missing. So we just went back and kind of revamped. What we were thinking and came in and just it was just on it. What we did, um, actually, that record really speaks for today. But yeah, that's what I liked about most of these tracks. They're long lasting. Um, they never go out of date. That's why I love writing tracks that has a message or that can help somebody heal or just make you laugh. So I just love to do things that that can just come into your home
0: and say, Hey, I'm here. Okay. Well, now that we, we know that Kathy Brown becomes a household name because associations of, you know, you're working with heavyweight New York producers. And, you know, of course, when someone gets a grip of a great voice, they want to have you on as many records. When do you venture out of the United States and cross over the ocean for this? Mm-hmm. When does that happen for you?
1: Oh, I first started coming over here, over um, season 94. Um, Italy was the first place I landed. Um, did three weeks in Italy with Maurizio. Femente. Because at the at the time, Doc Brown was my manager.
0: Oh wow, Ten Cities old manager. <laughs> yeah. And I could hear him, kind it was going like this. <laughs> yes,
1: Doc was Doc my Brown. manager. Oh,
0: <laughs> <remember that name. laughs> Doc Brown. Yeah,
1: so he sent me to Italy with Vicki Martin. Marcus. you hear me? I see I'm always get her name wrong. <laughs> but he sent me with Vicky and we did about three weeks over there. And it was fantastic when I tell you. The club scene there was like, wow, okay, inside outside, but there's some beautiful clubs, um, and the way they appreciated our music was unbelievable. I, I had never seen it on that level, um, but it was it was wow. That's all I could say. It was like wow, okay, and they're singing all of your words, but they don't speak a bit of English. But when they're singing your song, they're singing it in English. And no, I'm okay, all right. But yeah, we started in um, Italy and then came to the UK and did two weeks. Um, went all around, all around, all around. Listen, Turn Me Out was so big here on this side of the world, period. Well, even in the States, it did six weeks on Billboard
0: with no radio when, play. When Billboard really meant something. Yeah, yes. But it meant something. So. You got a billboard hit record. Not like now when you say a billboard hit, it's like, oh, it's that's nice, but yeah. back then it really did hold weight. You know.
1: There you go. It's like we need something like that again. You have a lot of talent out here. Now is I like I kind of like now because you can recreate yourself. Things can go a little bit different. There's not really a whole lot of labels that really have that structure of, of how to bring artists in and shape them and get them ready, you know, to, to, for the next phase or, you know, it's none of that anymore It's, it's more or less everybody's doing their own thing, posting it where everybody can see. So everybody get, gets to hear and see the different new sounds and styles of people that you would never see, because a lot of people don't like to come on these shows that they have on TV. Um, Nine out of ten, they don't do anything with the artists. You win what happens. Um, so at the end of the day, you can kind of create things, get started all over and do your own thing. Um, I would love to see another something like Soul Train, which b- brought new and old artists to be presented, to be,
0: well, you know. I think about what's going on now, actually. Um, this younger audience is going back to music that's 40. Forty-five yes. years old, you know. It's I'm very, loving it. It's amazing. I'm loving it. We all said, "Oh, it's gonna come back," and then <laughs> after a while, we were like, "It ain't coming back." And then, yep. and then it came back. We we're like, "No, they don't want that." And it was <laughs> like, what? they want that?" You gotta hear these kids.
1: I mean, I've been um, listening to a lot of different talent. Um, that's po- being posted up on Facebook and Instagram, the, the different sites, they're just trying to get it out there for people to see. It's unbelievable. Children are singing stuff that like you said, happened 30, 40 years ago. And the, the way they create, you know, recreated that sound is amazing.
0: Right.
1: And the talent that they have is amazing. So you got a lot of talent out here with nowhere to go um so at the end of the day uh i would love like i said i love to see another soul train or something like that with those standards to come back again but some labels need to come back first <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's the problem see, for, <laughs> see the thing is now it's and a lot of the our old gang doesn't understand today's business model today's business model is based on the artist and the social media where yeah Years ago, you didn't have to have anything. You had talent. Let's just say, you were very talented, and you leaked out a few copies of this track, and it just yeah. organically blew up. Now, it's it's the opposite. Now they're like, well, how much social media is is <coughs> person have the chart metrics?
1: Yeah, it's not like, about talent anymore.
0: At times it's like you know what happened to good music, you know.
1: Yep, you don't have to be talented. You do, as long as the beat is 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 on, and you stay in key with it. Just all you need, really. Now, here's
0: the thing, now. As a DJ and as a record producer, when you hear a really good record, it still stands out. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Talent, talent. It is. <laughs> a little, too, yeah. Mediocre. Mediocrity is mediocrity. But then when there's something that's really well done. Yes. There you, go. there you go. There you go. So say. now, Turn Me Out comes out, okay? Yes. Mm-hmm. Turn me out. I forget how. Sing a little bit of the chorus. Cause you're on my mind all day Shall I go to bed. oh baby, you're always
2: in my head. But all I ask for is a love to ease my mind. But you got to work Your body to me. Give it me give it a special treat. Cause you know that when we're making love, I wanna, I wanna feel the heat. All
0: right, so now who's behind that record? Tell us to all the players. Give us the give us the inside. Take us on, like, like put us like here, like a little birdie. Bring us back to the time you walk in the studio. Who's involved? What was all behind it?
1: Dave Shaw, Cecil Fisher, seven, we call him seven. Um, and me, we got in the studio, was a Dave Darlington? year, of course. <laughs> so we got in the studio and Dave was playing around with the tracks and we're going to write to this tracks. Okay. So we just started listening to it and everybody started coming up with lines and stuff. And we thought it was funny. You know, just a, a funny track. You know, just playing around with the track, and next thing you know, bam, we finished the track. Um, I think I wound up doing it at that time. I appreciate and turn me out at the same time. So it was a few things going on, and then they decided to release "Turn Me Out," and that was all she wrote. Ever since that record been out, since ninety
0: was it ninety three? Yeah, ninety four. Ninety four. Was cutting cutting record signing right? Alda I'll it's remember. been coming out ever since. And then I think it was licensed, if I remember correctly, FFR.
1: Yep. London Records. Yep. <laughs> um, they bootlegged it for a year.
0: It was a year it was bootlegged. It
1: was bootlegged for a year. <laughs> and uh... then by the time they finally got the record, it was funny. That was too funny. When London Records got the record, da da, da, da P Tongue. Um they did what they did, promotions, getting ready to do Top of the Pops, um, but I had to leave the country. So they sent me to Rotterdam.
0: <clears throat> to, wait, 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 wait. Why'd you have to leave the country?
1: Don't ask me why they sent me to Rotterdam then brought me back. <laughs> um, but listen, so why they sending me to Rotterdam? I missed the Top of the Pops. So Top of the Pops is playing my track, but no visual. Just my song. Um, I think it came, it was a number three or two, something like that (laughs) to do Top of the Pops. Um, After that, uh, listen, the record been out so much, but yeah, it did really, really good its first week out when it did finally come out. They ran out of records, they sold out, just ran out of And I think at that time, uh, London Records was changing over. So in the middle of that, me being in the mix of that, I got lost in the sauce.
0: But let's take it back for a second. You said you were in Rotterdam when Top of the Pops played the record. You didn't even make to do the show. Oh, see, they I didn't, didn't know that. They, they didn't get they didn't get me back in time. <laughs> what?
1: It was crazy. It was really crazy. It was like a whole bunch of people doing stuff. And like I said, they was closing. They was joint closing 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 down certain parts of the company um, at that time. So. It was all messed up. It was all kind of messed up, but it did good even with them being messed up. <laughs> that record was a
0: big hit yeah. it was on BBC Radio One. It was being rocked. We were playing the hell out of that
1: record. Yep. And listen, Manchester was one of the biggest spots that listened every single Manchester in Australia. Every single store I walked past, restaurant that was playing the track. I was like, wow.
0: Turn me out. Turn me out. Yeah. Up. I was trying to
1: figure out what the heck do they hear in this track? So it just went on and on and on. But um yeah.
0: see, one <laughs> never knows. See, I just try to, try to tell everybody. We don't know what sometimes what's gonna hit or not hit. Did That's you expect it. it? Did you come on, be real now? Did you no. expect it? Why? Why <laughs> I thought it was a crazy record. <laughs> you did?
1: I did. I thought it was a crazy wreck, and we laughed. Um when we finished, it was like, so
0: y'all think this is good? <laughs> you asked to see, you say it said like a New Yorker. And that in that New York tone means, you serious? That's like are you all for real, right? Is it for real? Yeah. For real? <laughs> no, no, no it's for real. It's for real. Like, for real, real? <laughs> no, it's gonna go for real, real. It's like, no,
1: it ain't real. <laughs> It surprised me. I mean, I did. I've done a lot of stuff from that track, um, billboard. Um, I did a couple of shows for them. Um, I opened up for crystal waters. Um, oh gosh, I did a lot of stuff <laughs> to go back in those times with that record, turn me up.
0: See I'm saying? T- people? I miss top of the pops, but I got to do other things. <laughs> were you squat? Were you, were you, were you crushed by top of the pops? Not being able no. to. Listen. Did you realize how big that show was or no?
1: At the time I didn't, I guess. I didn't really I think things hit me a little different than most people. Things I probably should get really excited about. I don't. Um, and by the time I do it, it's over with. Everybody done had the fun with it. And I'm like, oh what happened? Oh, <laughs> uh, so I, I focus, I'm I'm always in my music. Um, regardless of what's going on around me or, you know, I'm just working on the next project. Just keeping myself just.
0: Okay. So when you started that time of your life at that beginning part of of this artistry, were you having to do any kind of the work or were you 24 seven doing just music at that time? Um, no, I worked.
1: Um, I've definitely worked. Um, the beginning, like I said, I started late though. I didn't start like most people. Um, I was well in my twenties. So yeah, I started I started later than most people in my career. Um, so I worked before then I messed around with nursing a little, um, like I said, it was between the both where I could get my gospel. That's why I stayed in gospel so long. Cause gospel, I can choose the times I wanted to do things or whatever, or when I wanted to work or blah, blah, blah. So um, yeah, I did nursing for a while. Um, I even went back to nursing um, in 2010 and worked in a hospital for four years. So I stopped singing for a second and, and just did the nursing cause I, I enjoyed doing it. Um, but what we do as singers if you love what you do, and especially me, I love what I do, so singing to patients, or whatever whoever makes happy, is who I'm singing to. And with our music, is nice. I have all ages. I've never really had an age barrier of fans. So I have all ages, which is cool. Um, yeah, so. Wow.
0: Oh, I just said. you're singing mama, I hear you. Oh yeah,
1: oh yeah. <laughs> He definitely was, some of the mama and grandmama.
0: I didn't know I didn't know about this nursing thing. I didn't have no idea that you 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 had Oh yeah, I
1: definitely work. I like a challenge. I like doing different things, um, blah blah blah. And I never let one thing define me. Um, but I do I love my music, um, which is why I came back to music. Um is where my heart is, my passion. So this is really where I want to be. Um you can create a lot of love through music songs, and it's why I love doing it. If I, if what I sing can touch you, I'm satisfied. That's what satisfies me. That's what makes me happy. So,
0: but yeah. Registered nurse Kathy Brown, check you out. For- yep,
1: I did nurse. I sure did. <laughs> An accountant. Um, I did a whole lot of things in the beginning. Growing up, um, like I said, I was interested in so many different things. And it's always good to have something to fall back on, no matter what.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, that's one way my mother, one thing my mother always taught us, always oh, have something else to fall back on. They didn't think singing was I wasn't allowed to do it. Listen, I made it for the wiz, I auditioned for the wiz, got the part, mom said no. So I've been and I tried to get into it when I was younger, but moms wasn't having it. It was straight up gospel. So um I, yeah, missed out on a few things, but got the parts.
0: So you did Broadway as well, or you just or did Yeah, it? I did
1: um Bob and Brown Sugar. I only was in it for a little bit. Um, did the beginning part. My mother wouldn't let me um <laughs> she wouldn't let me venture off into that world. Um so I get cut real quick in the beginning. Um yeah, but yeah, bubble and brown sugar and um the Wiz. I would have been Stephanie Mills understudy. I love Stephanie Mills growing up. She was one of, one of my favorites, so yeah.
0: So now we're going now and turn me out on the timeline. We're around ninety three, ninety four. You did Joy with Morales. Where yep. are we there in this this Kathy Brown stage? Where are we going?
1: Joy, um, I've done a lot of tracks in between that and after. I'm still doing um, stuff, so. Yeah. Um, what was? um? Oh, make me feel like singing was the next one that was MCA records. Uh, Wolfie. <laughs> wolf. Wow. Wolf, Wolf, Wolf. wolf. <laughs> Steve Wolf. Oh, wow. Yeah. MCA, so that record was nice. That was hot. Um, that was definitely, oh, yeah, the tour on that was nice. Um, wow. Um, did a lot of nice things. Um used to hang out with Goldie, Paul Trouble Anderson. That's when I met a lot of them. Um, listen, music back then was listen, <laughs> it was heavy. People just appreciated it more. It was more, um, I will not even say term, I will not even say Turn Me Out was a song. That- <laughs> I don't look at Turn Me Out as being a song like.
0: So were you, were you now, okay. Cause you were going back and forth States going into UK. you were you staying at clumps of time in the UK in those days? What was, what was the plan at that time? Oh, like, it was back and forth. It was back and forth
1: two weeks. Um, depending on where we were going um, and um, where well, the records were hot in the beginning so it was a lot of traveling so it was in and out um, Then it got to the part where if a, a <clears throat> tour lasted six weeks or longer and then after that I would either be doing recording. I've went up and met K class um, jive records. I've done a track with them as well NDC. <laughs> I've done a lot of stuff with a lot of people. Um, wow. Those were the good days. Um, oh you name it, I have done in this business. Uh and still have stuff coming. I'm doing duets now. Um, I've done one with Brian Chambers, uh, that'll be coming soon. And I can't really tell you who I'm doing the other ones with, because it's gonna be a surprise, it's gonna be a big surprise. But you're gonna like it. <laughs> um, but it'll be with his sister in this business. Um but I have to keep it on down for now, but I'm doing a couple of duets. I'm also, uh, I think I'm doing one with Lifford as well. So I'm doing a few duets and just
0: keep it moving. So, okay. So now let's talk about the nitty gritty. Let's get, let's get real now. <laughs> Being a sister, a woman in our business, what are the obstacles for you to have to overcome? Like what mm. were some of the things that you had to deal with that you really had to set precedence? Mm. Um
1: I didn't really have to deal with a whole lot. Um I think I was pretty lucky um starting out in this business. Um even I start I would say this for sure being in this business. When you come into it, make sure you know the business. In the beginning it was more or less (laughs) in the beginning more or less i didn't know a lot about a lot of things um you're more or less in in the hands of somebody else telling you what to do what's being done and if you don't really understand what's going on it's just happening um and you don't know um (laughs) it makes you well see i'm trying to i'm trying to be
2: Diplomatic here. I'm
0: you trying to go. Be, you don't have to be, no, you can no, be. I'm trying not to be nasty. And I'm trying not to be, be nasty. nasty. Everybody, ask her. Say, Kathy, we want you to be nasty, girl. Come on now.
2: Listen.
0: You can't really hold back. Here's the thing you don't have to not be clear, but you got to tell the truth. So you got to be nasty. <laughs> nasty. Tell us. Tell us as it is. <laughs> Come on, man. Oh, like, you're nurse.
2: but
1: starting out, um, I would have to say, Ooh, yeah. Okay. I was screwed. Um, real bad. Um, cause I didn't know any better. So why I thought I was being paid for certain things, I think I heard Kim say some stuff like this <laughs> when I thought I was being paid for certain things, I wasn't. Uh, when I thought I had splits on something, I didn't. Um, so when I looked around again, I was like, okay, wait a minute. I know I wrote, I didn't give nobody nothing. I ain't signed no paper. So how (laughs) How could this possibly happen? And the sad part about it is when you have as many songs that I've done me, um, keeping up with all of them, listen, but you better keep up with your stuff um having so many i really didn't realize i wasn't being paid for certain tracks or a certain track um it all come down to the end where you have to i I put it like this i I try not to make enemies in this business (laughs) but you're going to make them regardless what you do whether you say anything or not say anything so at the end of the day um yeah I was really screwed in the beginning with, with shares on a song that I should have gotten my shares for. Um, people collecting money on my behalf and not giving it to me. I don't think that's, um, and especially when they grin in your face and say that you're friend. So at the end of the day, I'm not going to call them names.
0: <laughs> no names. We don't want to do that.
1: Yeah. I'm not going to call no names. Um, I'm just going to say people need to be careful uh, when you come into this village. Watch your coins, watch your paperwork. And, talk to a lawyer, don't do things, you know, but I can say in the beginning, I was very naive, um, didn't know a lot about the business and people made sure they kept me out of the business. So I didn't know. Um, That was my beginning It started out wrong. Um, And then I was tied up for years in a production deal. Listen, I couldn't even sneeze without getting permission from a production company to use my vocals to, to sing to do anything.
0: Can I can I interject for one second? Can you explain to the viewer what that means to be in a production deal? You know, clarify that. Yeah. Um <laughs> I know what that means, but the people watching <laughs>
1: may not know what that means. A production deal I was signed to a producer, not a label. Um The producer was signed to the label. Um, I was kind of just sitting out on a limb where you don't really have, you don't have no say so. I'll break it down for those that really don't understand. You don't have no say so. You have to go off everything your producer said. And if you get a deal, let's say you got a record and they sign that record to somebody um, and it blows up, blah, blah, blah. Um, You're stuck if you want to get out of it and and, and run up. Most of the time you get into deals, it takes you somewhere else. Yeah, that particular record brought you in, but it takes you somewhere else doing different things. And you can't get out of it if your producer that you signed to don't wanna let you go. If he wants to be nasty, he won't let you go. I mean, have you tied for years and doing nothing with you. Um, so production deal is when you tie it up with, with two parties, there's three parties all together, including yourself. Um, that's basically. <laughs> as much as I can explain on that uh, production
0: level. Um, but the production deal means as well, you can't go out and record anybody else at that Yeah, time. that's what I'm saying, I couldn't do nothing. That was my point. I couldn't do
1: anything without permission. Um, so it got to the point with me, I just went day they said, you know what, this is not working and it's unfair. So I just went and talked to everybody involved. Um, <laughs> actually, I had hope. I had help. Um, And certain people even tried to get me released from my deal. This is production deals. production. I hate to say it. They screw you up. Um, If it doesn't work for you, I prefer doing things on my own. Um, I don't like production deals. I prefer we do things equally. Where we break things down and split is evenly. There's no big me, no big you there's. It's a together thing. Singers and producers, we have to work together. It all comes together. We can't do, one can't do without the other. production deals are not, (laughs) just be careful what you sign.
0: Well, nowadays, I know that's not the way the business is anymore. Back in the
1: time, it was a big thing. No, people are smarter now. Kids are (laughs) like, listen, kids are coming. They they know the deal already. So it's not, you know, people ain't as grimy as they used to be back in the days. but you have a few that'll try, but it's not as bad as
0: it was back then. yeah, I know. And, we were, and, and was, then it was more.
1: And then it was more or less if you green, then you green, you you, you
0: lose out. So you learn real quick. That's what? Hang on, and and you learn because it's forced learning. You're in yeah. situations that another producer wants to work with you, and you're like, I can't.
1: I nope, you can't do nothing. You, it's like being in prison. <laughs> yeah, it kind of feels like being in prison. You don't get to choose who you want to work with. Um, you go with what they say. Um and my thing was in the beginning, I just wasn't going. Um after doing a few things, I just well, it, it turned out nice on the end. They did let me go. So it, it was pretty good on the end. so I got released and I I'd never signed it, ever
0: sign a production deal again. So no. Okay, that's fair enough. So you know the recommendations do not sign a production deal. Yeah. So you're doing co-splits now, basically. It's more like Kathy Brown oh. and such and such or Lifford, you said Lifford and and the producer and so everybody's got a stake in it.
1: Yeah, it's not just the one person thing, you know, if we all did it together, because like a lot of times I do all my writing <laughs> and I'm giving I'm giving away shares to people that don't write. But at the end of the day, I don't look at it like that. I look at, OK, well, I'm using this. So it's a together thing for me. But if they if, but if it's turned around, they won't do the same thing that I would do. I see. So I find it. So I find it kind of flippy flop. There. it's like, well, wait, wait. So if I ask you to do something, we can do the 50 50 split. But if you ask me to do something, it ain't. How does it work that way? Either it is or it ain't. You didn't write anything to what I gave you credit on. But that's the way it is. So at the end of the day, I try to so in, You're in, telling
0: me there's a double standard?
1: Yes, yes, exactly what I'm talking about. When the produce some, not all. I won't say all because there's beautiful people out here, but you got some producers. No, i was gonna
0: say because I'm not like that. I'm very. Yeah,
1: no, 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 no. You definitely like that. But you got some producers out here that are, you know, send you stuff and be like, you're right on, da 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 da, um, and they don't want to give you your split, and it's like, wait a minute, but hold on. But if I send out music, um, it's it's totally different. They want fifty-fifty 50 on it or whatever.
0: So how do you get around that? How do you get How do you
1: how do you I, I won't do it. All right. That's what I want if to do. If you call me and say to me, you want me to work with you. And then after I write the track, a third party jumps up. No, <laughs> the third party was not here when we started. You didn't tell me you had a partner. So at the end of the day, I, yeah, I look at that as being double standard because now you want to bring a third person in for me to get part of my writing to that didn't write anything on my,
0: my. But see, I, uh, now I'll speak for the producers. If, if I have a partner and then you and I talk, then I have to split it with the partner, not. Right. What I got to do with that. I don't understand. <laughs> I never understood that. It's like, well, wait a minute, you bring yep. an official person. Now I'm going to cut the part three ways. Why?
1: Yep. And the sad part is that you may have written that track with somebody else. Now you want me to close that person out that helped me write the track. Neither one of y'all wrote nothing to it, but you want me to throw the person out that helped write it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Can you explain to the children's at home, the children's, <laughs> what the hell exactly? Listen, place listen
2: place you know what, I, I'm
0: going, what does she mean writing? What is she writing? A toilet paper? What are you writing? Wait, what are you talking listen, about? Listen, when I, when I first, when I first writer saw my lyrics,
1: when i first write it because i write with or without music i come from church i don't need music to sing so when i write my stuff as soon as i finish writing it i register it ain't got nothing to do with what music is my, my lyrics okay i'm registering my lyrics not the music my lyrics and i started out doing it with the um <laughs> you know how we have it in the states um uh copyrights that's how I used to register my songs. Not through BMI or Abscat. I used to send it to copyright. um. Washington, D.C. Yes. When I told Washington, D.C., do I have to split my mind? Because I didn't understand it in the beginning. Do I have to split my writing with somebody if they didn't have nothing to do with the writing? You know, they told me. Hell no. Why would you split your writing with somebody that didn't write on the track? I said, but that's because that's how they're doing it now. I don't give a hell how they're doing it. This is how it's done. If they didn't write any material, if they didn't write any lyrics to this song, <laughs> you're not giving up nothing. But I learned to adapt.
0: I'll give them 33 or whatever on a track. Well, let me explain to everybody what she's in English. What she's Yeah. Saying. Okay. So here's how it goes. In America, we have a thing called 200% for the publishing. 100 for the lyric and 100 for musical composition yeah like that okay yeah so she's calling library of congress and she's asking them and saying on her part the poem the poetic part she's saying do i need to give them a piece of that and they're going hell no so what happens is what we would say 50 50 meaning she would keep her songwriters rights at a hundred percent and the producers would keep the 100% musical composition and then the splits would go with the record label. That's, yeah. how, that's how she means. That's why I'm left with yeah. on library am Sorry, I'm sorry. That's great, no, but I like the way she so want to break it down for the children. So <laughs> get the paper, paper out. I'm sorry. 100%. Oh, goodness, but yeah, a lot of people don't understand, so. Yeah, uh, oh. Um, no, crazy. that was good, though, but I like the way you said it. Do I got to give it up? Do I really?
2: I did. I really had to give it up.
1: Listen, but yeah, that's how I used to register my stuff, and then, wait, did you put the cassette in the mail? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, with me singing. Yes, <laughs> so I thirty dollars <laughs> cassettes. Yes, that's exactly how I used to do
0: it. Look, y'all used to have the real to real crap. Listen. Yes, I would definitely it send, send it that way. You grabbed your little mic and you said, I'm going to record this it. so and <laughs> it's written." Yes. So it's on record. Yeah, how important that. that was? How important all that was? All that was important. You had to do that and to cover your behind. So that yep. nobody steal your stuff. You better cover your behind back then. Kathy. Oh, yeah. Kathy <laughs> Let's talk about now. Your favorite record you ever done. People have been asking you all week about this. Ask Kathy what's her favorite record that she's ever done. So now I'm asking. Oh, I have
1: to say. See, you go. You go. Be all right. That's um, okay, whatever it is. My favorite was Joy, and not this time. Frankie Knuckles his mix
0: Oh, Frankie
1: it was my favorite cuz we talked just before he did the mix on that and we were supposed to do a track together and I met him at Ministry of Sound um it was oh, so we talked about doing a track and then you know
0: but yeah, that was For Those the that one don't know, just give us a quick little That acapella. was my sweetheart. Give us a little acapella of Frankie's mix, please. So they could hear it up to speed. You don't have to sing it loud, just a little bit. Not this
2: time, not this time, baby. Not this time, not this time. Every day I wake up, I know something's going wrong. We break up to make up, and right now my heart is torn. I don't wanna feel this way inside, so it's time to carry on. Oh.
1: See, I, I get emotional when I here's think the thing i'm gonna
0: i get emotional when i think about frankie Let me let me ask you something i noticed one thing about the different the different stylings like i hear that that younger r ish sound with that track posed to like joy which is more i call the drop in your jaw yeah. where it's full power and, mm-hmm. and full girt like it's like in the lower part of your register you know yeah. crazy <laughs> i didn't realize I'm like sitting there going now I'm actually seeing you sing, and I go, wait a minute. Now I hear the difference of the R&B <laughs> as opposed to the more That's because nobody's never
1: actually heard me sing R&B. They get a sneak peek of it, because they, they, when I first started, that was the only way I could sing house music. The music had to be slowed down, and then they speeded up all they wanted to once I left the studio.
0: What do you mean, slow it down? It was too fast. It was like, what kind of music is this? Oh, you because you were singing slow R&B music. So what would you be singing at that time before you started house music? What was like? Ballads.
1: Ballads, that's what I did. Listen, I used to, these people over here used to drive me mad. They didn't believe I was singing. So I had to sing I a mean, cappella.
0: What do you mean they didn't believe you were singing? What, 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 what do you
1: mean? They thought I was miming my records on my shows. It was so embarrassing. Listen. <laughs> they would stop the music. They used to do all kind of stuff. They would stop the music to see if I would keep singing. They <laughs> thought you were doing he, the lily vanilli? They thought they was doing listen, listen, they thought I was doing, even top of the pops. They all came out their office. They was is she singing for real? Live? I didn't know people still mind. Nobody told me the, the record book. Nobody told me. So I went in there singing it just like the record. We could easily imitate, that's what we do. Gospel, you imitate. You good at that, you good. So I started singing my song with Top of the Pops, like I said, and they just flip, but I always sing my song. So what I had to do, I went to Turkey, they stopped my music, okay. I started singing a cappella. Listen, the place lit up. It was just like, she fucking singing for real. So the had a, she can sing. I, had to, I had to do that for a minute. I come out my dressing room. That's, my, that's why I started singing coming out of my dressing room. I'd be in my dressing room. and They said, all right, you're on stage now. I start singing, coming out of my dressing room.
0: You had to prove that you were really singing. Yeah, you thought you, what, what the hell they think that was going on, that you were doing like some stage look that you were. They singing. said it was impossible for
1: me to sing my song just like the record no
0: artist does that well okay so wait let me explain why she's saying this back in the day some of us because of the pitching issues we would slow the tracks down and clive davis did it with whitney houston's song he slowed it down to to make it feel more um the way that it had that swag and sometimes the label's like that and the problem was when you change the pitch of an artist it's hard for them to sing at that pitch it's not in their range that's why everybody's questioning how the hell are you singing the record that's the <laughs> technical. yep it doesn't change for me listen you know
1: Clyde david was supposed to have that
0: record turn me up yes i remember because i remember david Shaw had it on everybody's desk in new york mm-hmm. they, he was working for. Was he, was, well, yeah, he was working. No, he wasn't. Where well, he was at, was he at Columbia or was Yes, Columbia. I was
1: there the day Mariah Carey came in.
0: That's right. He was at Columbia because I remember he sculpted his office. I was having
1: a meeting uh, with Dave, and when Mariah came in, everybody left the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> they left the meeting and took her upstairs. I was like, wow. So that was the first time I seen Mariah. Um, yeah, but yeah, Clyde Davis was supposed to have that track.
0: But okay, so let I me tell you what I heard some of the AR people were telling me at that time. So I was running so, around going and I would see this turn me out. And they says, Yo, did you hear the track? I said, I heard it. Tony Hubers is playing it. I know Vegas rocking it. <laughs> so I remember saying just like that. I remember being in some of the officers. I remember saying, That's a hot track, David. He, but he's asking for too much money. <laughs> 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 That's what they say. He said, He won't, I can't. I can't break that kind of money what he wants for that. I can't. It's a great record. That's all I remember them hearing. I, like, I don't know how Aldo got it in the end. Aldo oh, I was it. so upset. But yeah, Aldo got it. Cutting Records. I remember when he signed it and when and I because I think Gladys was thinking about it. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Gladys. Yeah. I met Gladys. Actually,
1: I was going to different places wanted.
0: at that time. Mark Finkelstein wanted it. I remember that. But it just it somehow went to Cutting and Cutting was up in Dykeman, up in Manhattan, uptown, in the office. Yeah. Before they yeah. moved to um, before they moved to uh, by the Master Square Garden, before they shut the office. Op- but that's where I remember that. Oh, I mm-hmm. see. And I think Benji and Danny Buda were working. Yes, Benji Candelario. Benji Candelario was working at the. Yes, time. that was the man.
1: Yes. Benji. I remember that
0: time. I remember it's like I could, just when you said the tape, I remember seeing the cassette. It was great <laughs> <crazy>. thing. <laughs> It said turn me out praxis featuring Kathy Brown, something like that. Praxis. Yep.
2: You're you know, right.
0: Who's praxis? Dave. <laughs> Dave.
2: Dave. 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 <laughs> sure.
1: Everybody not, okay. not come with names back then. The producers would come with different names for different projects. So yeah. David Cecil
0: <laughs> seven. David Shaw. So there that's that was okay. So all right, that now that's when we go back to that production deal whole situation and practice featuring Kathy Brown signed to cutting and eventually the bootleg happens and but Frank. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I get all that. I understand it all. And that was a hot time in New York because we remember we were all rocking your record hard playing. I was playing it all over the, the, the world.
2: Underground was hot at that time.
0: Yeah. I loved, um, the underground i loved it well we have to give trouble a lot of credit because paul trouble anderson broke that record on kiss i mean was yes. that was his thing and bobby and steve were rocking yeah. and eventually went overground but those guys were the ones that if they got behind your record and championed it yeah big deal out of it that's why it took time for that record kind of organically had to grow to do yeah like, you're right about that because it kept coming out
1: um, then I think uh wanna like put it back. Up. You would say you like that record. Yeah. And look. But um it, what was it? The heavy, the heavies, the brand new, wait the heavies, I can't remember their name. It was two females that put it out again. Two females that sang, I think they were sisters, and then they had guys in the video with just bow ties on, no shirts, and they re-released it uh through Universal. Listen, it did it did alright, but I was <laughs> they asked me
0: to sing it. <laughs> had but, they sang that record? They sang it? It wasn't your vocal on that, right? No, no. No, actually, that's the first person
1: that ever called me and asked me, could they sing it? So, yeah, they, yeah, they did the track. Um, but yeah, has been out a lot, <laughs> that's for sure.
0: Record that you just, you kind of say, oh, that you like that?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so is exactly what I say today. You like that?
0: You really like
1: that? Really? What does it mean to you? Well, see, it means different things to different people.
0: What does it actually mean?
1: I Listen, I didn't understand it until, and I'm up there doing it, and I didn't understand it until it was like, until I heard the Italians do it their way, and I heard somebody else do it there. I was like, oh, really? Okay, you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> Tell us now, what's it like, the competition, even though there's not many of the divas, as we want to say, but. In in a healthy way, because like even with the DJs, there's a competition. Yes, we're all friends, but we're all competing for the same work. So, what's that like for you on a day to day? You know,
1: it's different for me because I never looked at other artists like competition. Even if they looked at me like that, I never looked at it like that. I looked at whatever's for me will be, and whatever's for you will be. Because I don't like a lot of things, so I'm not going to throw my vocals on a lot of things. Um, So it may just be for you. So at the end of the day, I've never thought of another. I always bring other artists into situations where I don't want to do it.
0: Really? So When
1: I did that, the lady was, I've never seen an artist do that, no? You know, if you knew how many artists in this business, names I brought up for situations, you'd be like, what? Because I didn't want to do it. I thought it was better for them to be a spokesman or this or that, I'm not a talker like that. I can get up and say what I'm saying before my show, with my, including my song or whatever, but I don't get up there with all that other stuff. <laughs> so I just felt, oh, I can introduce you to somebody. I've always done that in this business. Anybody in this business can tell you that. I always introduce, well, why don't you work with her? Or why don't you work with him? A lot of our, our, pews, our peers over there. I've, I've reached out and put them in situations.
0: So basically, you've, you've basically been the door opener for some. Even with some of these agencies.
1: Even with some of the agencies, give them numbers, this, that to certain artists, da, 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 da. they don't appreciate it, but I do stuff like that. I don't look for anything. I don't, you know. That's just how I am.
0: That's a wonderful trait because there's not many uh, like you that way.
1: Oh, no. Some people don't even want to get on the same stage with me. <laughs> I don't understand that either. At the end of the day, you have your talent. I have mine. We both doing it out We sing different. So how can we be on the same level? We're doing different things.
0: That I don't how. understand either. I don't understand that.
1: So I don't understand the attitude that they have. Um, I'm gonna take something from how can I take something from you? If you're good, ain't no way I can walk in and take something from you if you that good.
0: That's right.
1: So at the
0: end of the day, I never, if I lose something, it's because it wasn't meant for me. Well, it's funny, because, like, we had Tony Lee on. I know you probably saw that, too. Tony Lee's another Brooklynite. And Tony Lee mentioned about the night he, he performed at Garage, and and they had him at the opening, the opening I act. At the Garage. Right, Paradise Garage. They had the opening act with Gwen McCray. And, you know, right, keep the fire burning, and Gwen McCray, Gwen McCray, okay? so. Um, Tony rips the room apart. Everybody reach up. Place is going crazy. Gwen McCrae gets all angry. How dare you put him on before me? Divas, divas. And but this is a Tony Lee, who's a he's a male singer. He's not even a female. I mean, it, it was done in, in it was done in in spirit. It was not like yeah. you know, she she did her job and she turned them out. Yeah. But. Even like someone like Tony Lee's telling me that story on two House stories. We're like, really? Listen, listen, stories that used to happen to things that used to
1: happen to me before I get up. It didn't just happen overseas. It happened in the States as well. People would turn the microphone off. All what? kind of stuff. Paradise Garage, uh, oh, what was the other one? Most of the clubs up there I've done. <clears throat> um but the Paradise Garage I did with um Ten City, it was me, Ten City, Barbara Tucker. Oh man, it was lit that night. Um, it was a few people, um, and we did the show, and bam, it was nice. And it, it was the last night. Yeah, it was the last night. <laughs> it's the last time any performer was going on there. Blah blah blah, whatever. So it was like a closeout, and we did the show. It was nice. Um, but they have a lot of different clubs we're used to in Manhattan where you could go and just let loose. And and I mean, not just uh, nightclubs, spots as us singers and entertainers and musicians. It's spots where you could sit down. We call it open mic. You sit down, famous people is coming all in and out. Whoever wants to sing can get up on stage and sing. The musicians can play anything because they're street players. Listen, it used to be heaven. There this guy named Michael Speaks. Karen, Karen used to take me to all this stuff again. Um, that and it was a singer there by the name of Michael Speaks. Listen, when I heard this boy sing this, man, this man say, I just I I, I was hypnotized. Like, oh my god! Somebody can actually sing like that. He did the track. um, Thank God. Oh, thank God for my child. Oh, what's the name of the track? teach your children and let them all by the side. Listen, Michael speaks, he's bad. Y'all gotta look him up, but right? bad singing. That's what we started. Um, just get up and sing and it, it was all around mad. Was
0: that was that a Cafe Wa? That was down in the village. Yes, because Karen used to sing. <laughs> you, you don't forget nothing, do you? You know, everywhere is, yeah, Karen used to sing. I can't forget nothing because this is all part of our life. Are you kidding? Yes. I brought it to all you girls up there, up in there. MC Light,
1: we used to go and just be sitting in a chair like this, like a couch. And she's doing her thing in front of us, right in front of us. It's like, wow, so these are the kind of clubs they got in Manhattan where MC Light is up in here doing her thing. And we would go there just about every other week to see MC Light.
0: But what did it mean to make it in Manhattan coming from Brooklyn? Man. You know what Do I'm saying? Like, how important was that? They were in the world, just Manhattan. Back
1: then, yeah, it was important. It was, it was everything. You know, to be in Manhattan, to be a part of it, to 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 experience that life. That it was. Listen, (laughs) it was great. It was great. And like I said, I'm glad I got to see instead of on TV what Studio Fifty Four was all about. To actually get to experience it and to meet. People like Grace Jones, uh, bow legged Lou, Full Force. Oh my God. Just sitting there with them at the bar having a drink and it's like, oh my goodness. And then one of them wind up marrying my cousin, Cheryl Pepsi Riley. Yeah, family. Everyone
0: breaking news, Cheryl Pepsi Riley. Remember that? Family. Year? Come on, Google
2: go go it up. I'm, I'm not even gonna tell you
0: how she family, but she's family. <laughs> Cheryl <laughs> pepsi riley is the cousin of kathy Byrne everybody oh, i didn't know that either oh goodness listen we all used to go to church together her father wait what? what wait wait what was cheryl's big song that she signed i can't i can't remember i'm mean, sure that thanks one, for my one? child
1: yeah what was it again thanks for my child I remember
0: she sang that song that she had kids Okay. When I first Johnny, heard this song, I was like, Johnny, "I was like Miss Jenkins from, like Miss Jenkins. Now, what you be talking about, Joe?" I was like, "Wait a minute. She ain't got no kids. How she know about having a baby? I
1: mean, she sung that song like she really experienced losing her child. It was like the message, the, the 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 emotion that 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 you felt when you heard this song. It was like, damn. Okay. But those were the days. Mike Tyson. I grew up with him." The man fed his pigeons on my roof. These are people I grew up with. Saratoga Avenue and Dumont Avenue is where I live. Legion Street is where Mike Tyson lived at that time. So I grew up around a lot of different creative people. And back in those days, Brooklyn, East New York, and, and those were the spots. You know, getting close to crossing that bridge to Manhattan. But that's where, where it was back in the days. So Beth Stavison, lots of celebrities, rappers mostly, came through Beth Stavison. People like Heavy D. Heavy D come to my house, um, Tupac. I met them way back when Def Jam was doing their thing. And that was dream, so probably getting signed as the backup singer, right? <laughs> Let, I wish, I wish I sung it back then. It was, I just loved being around it. Um mm-hmm. Rap was just a way of communicating. Listen. It was all right. <laughs> those were the days, that's all I can say. And and those people, I forgot how I got introduced to, well, I got introduced to Heavy D first. Oh, somebody heard me sing, a rapper. And he was like, Heavy D would really like you. And da-da-da-da-da-da. So I gave him my picture a, <laughs> I gave a picture and a tape. I gave him a picture and a tape. Uh, Heavy D still had my picture. Um, so he came out, called me, they came to my house, we chatted, we were supposed to do something, he was going to Uptown. And then one of the dancers died right after, about a week after he visited me, one of the dancers died, It went, cause they was doing something, they was on a tour at the time. Um, and something happened at one of the hotels they were at and that was that, um, I never got to get back with heavy D from them. But yeah, those were the good days. And that's when I lived in Bushwick.
0: And tell us that neighbor was rough back then. It wasn't gentrified. Oh. Um. Yeah, it was, it was. I remember, it was rough back but then. But I think because I was a singer
1: and everybody kind of knew it in the block, um, I had a neighbor across the street from me. Oh, what was his name? He had a TV show. In Manhattan. And I did I did this TV show after I met him because um, I kept seeing this man come up in a limo every day. I'm like, who is this man in his limo? live across the street on Jefferson Avenue. <laughs> so uh, one day, he kept playing my song over and over. I couldn't figure out who was playing my song, turned me out. Jesus Christ, the man was playing it so much, I had to go and knock on his door. So one morning, he started playing the song. I went over and knocked on his door, and I'm getting ready to argue. It. <laughs> i'm getting ready to argue and stuff because this man's playing this song early in the morning so i walked through the door and you won't believe what i saw he had like a shrine of my very first record, my pictures my i was like okay is this man crazy this is what i'm thinking to myself and then come to find out the man was a tv personality person who had his own show his name was leslie had his own show, Long Hair. Listen, um, so back then, yeah, I had a fan on the block that I lived on. So it was funny, and then I started doing stuff and I met Wu-Tang through him, Wu-Tang Clan. We did a, a what do you call it? Um, Get back to the neighborhood. So on Pickin Avenue, um, we had a street show with all the mayors, the different people that came down, uh, me, Wu-Tang, and a gospel group it was, Tony Peoples, I think it was.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Really? That's exactly who it was. <laughs> Tony Peoples. Uh, listen, a lot of people in gospel know me that knew me back then. Trust me, they remember. We did it a long time from little girls all the way up to we were grown. So we did it a long time. And I started gospel when I was nine. So I was opening up for acts
0: from the age nine. So you had Wu Tang clan, a gospel thing. How does that work? Because Wu Tang was oh, a- it was a street show. There it, was was a mil- street. Mil- it was a militant group, Wu Tang. Listen, well Wu Tang, okay, uh Wu Tang,
1: was it Ghostface? One of the uh one of the members' mother used to be my manager. Yeah. Um back in the day. So uh I don't know how it went down but um once we met, once we met, I was like, "Oh my goodness, I know, <laughs> I know some of the members in the group." So um, yeah, one of the ghosts, ghosts—they call him Ghost. I think that's the name they use for him in Wu Tang Clan. Ghost, yeah, his mom. Um, she was manager. your first.
0: So, so she was your manager, and in, in the gospel world. In gospel, okay. What was the record? You said the guy across the street had your first record. What was the first record he had? Um, 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 can't play around. That was your ever first ever record? Yes. That was it. Cause I'm thinking there's gotta be some R and B stuff that you had did it. Maybe that you didn't somehow, maybe I missed. I never
1: I never went that far and got an R and B. I was afraid. <laughs> I was afraid to get out there and really do it um, in the beginning, which is why I went, um, I did a lot of traveling with Karen Bernard just to see how they lived, what they did, how they interacted with each other, what it was all about. Um, You gotta remember, I was really sheltered. My mother didn't let us do a lot. So when I met Karen, I was like a virgin with all this stuff, with the music, everything. We weren't allowed to listen to certain music. So um, uh, yeah, (laughs) it was just, um, that's why I say Stephanie Mills was one of my my favorites Uh, and different male singers, Barry White,
2: uh, you name it. That's that
0: was my error. That was that was it. So, uh-oh, phone's ringing. I wanted to oh. ask you a question. I was going to say, what's going on? <laughs> okay, let me see. I'll keep going as I go. Okay. Okay, you're back. Very good. Excellent.
1: Okay, let me make
0: sure this is plugged in. Okay, you're yeah, back. Yeah, your battery. Okay, so. Um yeah. The question to you is um before the video went out.
2: I've even done
0: Did stuff you? with Al Green. Okay. Was it? Al Green, right? The gospel singer. Yeah. I love him. Stay stay together, Al Green. Yep. yep. That's why I say back then it was so easy. Maybe but was so- it being that you're a church girl? And church is the way forward, and now you're stepping into the outside the secular world and going to the world music. Yeah, because the church has a very funny way of handling the world yeah. music and the gospel. Yes, yeah. this from dealing with people that.
2: I'm saying, when I try people, to explain, I'm gonna go people, there.
0: I'm gonna go there. You can't do world music, girl. You got to, you got to praise I, the Lord. Listen, so you break
1: it Break it down if you hear some of our earlier gospel me and my sisters they used to say we were singing devil music that our gospel was too bluesy to our style was not was accepted so the, uh we were called the metro stars they started calling us the red hot metro stars um but we did a lot <laughs> we did a lot of what celebrities did and never actually had our own record. But we wrote all our gospel songs. Back then, gospel was when the man said to me, when the label did approach us, we had several labels. The label said, you have to pay for your own this. And you have to pay for your own that. So my question was, as a kid, then what do we need you for? I'm not signing no paperwork with a man who ain't giving me no money. I mean I'm young but I'm not stupid. So we never signed the gospel deal because they never wanted to pay. Gospel was totally different. I mean and and see I hate to go there. And all of that um don't do this don't do that. Tell us you got to teach us. Teach us Listen. The people in gospel were worse than the people in the street. It was like okay. All right. So now you're trying to separate. So it was confusing with gospel coming up because you would see them do one thing, they would say one thing, but do another. Um, and I was the type of kid growing up, I watched everything that went around me. I learned, I soaked it in, I absorbed everything that I was learning around me. <clears throat> so it was hard for <laughs> certain ministers to come at me a certain way. The Bible also say read the Bible for yourself. So it was hard for them to come at me a certain way. When I see you doing certain things, So um yeah you're right about you can't do both especially back then which is why I decided when I started singing dance I did my last that's why you heard me say I did my last gospel show I couldn't mix the two I either had to stay here or stay there but I couldn't bring them together so I said okay then I guess I stop saying the gospel and I'm going to try the other thing. Then y'all can after I get the experience, then I come back and y'all can, you know, we got something to talk about. <laughs> but no, um, gospel was really different um, back then. You couldn't, you definitely couldn't do the two. So when I did gospel, it was straight up gospel. Um, even though I did my R&B on this side. But to me, R&B was like gospel. Because you were telling stories. Um, only thing that changed is that I was in a club but um yeah so it, it's yeah very different now now it's it's totally you can kind of do what you want to do Kirk Franklin I think kind of busted wide open for the new move so it's not the same anymore now now they're doing gospel songs and they <laughs> and they' in the club doing it so <laughs> um could I do that no'
0: can you you do
1: no that. no why I can't I can't see sipping on a glass of wine and talking about God I love you. Oh thank you Jesus i what, what am I thinking? I, no 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 see I just No but don't. I
0: know what you're saying I know what you mean you so I, mean, I know
1: it changed it changes through different generations so that you can come into it you know um I just say people should read for themselves um get clear understanding of things. I like the way they say how they um Oh. put the bible out for us to be like how they said they put
0: the bible there so that they could keep us under control and kind of get us in a groove to, i'm going to share this with everybody i went to this my wife wanted me to come to this vineyard church <laughs> vineyard, folk mass type situation and i told her before we went i says kathy and my wife's name is kathy's Well, I says, yeah i keep forgetting her name is kathy i said kathy They're going to have a problem with me. I'll tell you why. As as I tell them what I do. This is already hidden. Satanic world music. And sure enough, I went, I went to the church. I amused. I, I was there. I gave her my all. I meet some of the clergy. Hi, bye, bye, bye. so welcome for you to come to our church. So, what do you do? Well, I'm a record producer. Oh, you produce gospel? I said, oh no, 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 no. I work <laughs> with gospel singers, but they're not perplexed. No, but yeah. I do, I do dance music and and a you know international level and oh no, oh no. oh no, you cannot be bringing that here. I says, no, I'm not bringing. That then this is a church supposed to be opening and welcoming me in everybody said to kathy kathy this is gonna happen she's watching all this i said told you (laughs) so i understood where you you were coming from i knew where this is going that church thing and that and that outside the church thing i watched ray charles movie was the same problem everybody who's (laughs) in that situation that comes out of the church and they start playing chords that maybe are reminiscent to a gospel track, yep. forget it, forget it. Because yep. the root of our music goes back it's to the it. slave days, in a sense. Go and say there you go. So uh, where does it come from? Right, and that's where it comes from. R&B, dance, however you want. The music goes to that direction. If you know the history of music, it, it always steps back that way. African and brothers, just, like sisters and brothers, just singing, just singing, singing, get, look, singing to get messages through, look, singing to get messages through. I'm just singing. <laughs> so, so they said to me, "Oh no, oh no, 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 we can't have, no, no, no." I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like this. I went, "Oh my god!" I said, "This is even worse." I felt like rejected. I didn't want to be part of it. That's the yeah. worst part. I didn't even want to be part of the church. I was like, I just went just. But, be- but isn't the church in New York different now? I haven't been to one like that in a long time, but that was that long ago. That wasn't that long maybe okay. years ago. Oh, I'm like, <laughs> oh, like, oh yeah, oh no, 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 oh no. They, they, you find with some of these churches in a sense that some of the people in the clergy are ex, uh, pimps, addicts, ex this, all well, kinds. Okay. Right. So what happens is now they take God and Jesus. As the drug, and it gets yeah. to a point where it's too much. They use it in your face, everything yeah. around you're doing, like the born again Christians. I'm nothing against them, but I just find that's what happens. They they take yeah. alcohol out. Now they put God as their alcohol. Well, I don't
1: know where you went. That they took
0: the alcohol out, cause <laughs> no, I'm saying like, <laughs> on no, like, like, the way you went,
1: they took the alcohol
0: out. No, no, no. I'm saying is ex alcoholics who became born-again Christians say they go into the evangelical church and they want to be, now they have God as the alcohol. It's like, you get, yo, come on, give me a 50% marker here. I can't take a hundred percent. It's too much. You're overwhelming us. <laughs> You're killing us with God now. Look, I get it. I mean, I, I, I'm a Christian. I get it. But It's like, come on now. Easy. <laughs> don't, don't drown me in God. Don't tell, me Everything i'm doing is all about just god it is yes god is giving direction i get it i'm not here to to bad mouth god it's not that but don't 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 beat you with it don't beat my ass down to a brim i'm like especially i'm not doing godly music damn you people (laughs) no i ain't no heated
1: all right it's just it's just having the sunshine and being able to talk to people and touching them with just the comfort of the words of what you say to them. You don't
0: have to be, uh, 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 you know, anybody yeah. can touch. Pi Bell and all of them, you know those singers. How awesome are they? Very. All, right. all church singers. All, and what's the first thing Donna Summers said in her interviews? I came out of the church.
2: Yeah. So it's what a, lot what it's what a lot that goes on.
0: Yeah. And it's a lot
1: that you have to, you know, it's a lot.
0: That's all I'm gonna say. I'm not gonna be church bashing today. <laughs> church bash. Everyone, please do me a favor. Pass, pass along the um the thing to put your money in. D-Train made me laugh one time. D-Train, God bless him, love him. <laughs> Work with him. We were on tour together. And he said to me, I went to this church and they asked me about tithing. I said, What did they ask you? He said they wanted me to get 45% of my income. 45%? I said. He said said, 45%? What? Oh, yeah, you gotta give up 45%. And they wanted what they wanted him to do to become part of that church. Mm -hmm. They wanted to see his his last two years of his IRS tax forms. I said, yo, I think I get, I understand. Tied where you can afford to tie. I gotta give you now what I'm making. Forty five percent of my income. Oh no! Hell Mm -hmm. no! No,
1: that's where they think
0: they're getting slick. So sing song for the church. Here we go. See ya. (laughs) All right. Leave that one now. Coming forward. Up until March, you're traveling, you're 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 singing, you even sent me, you even sent me a message, yo Lenny, I want some tracks, and we know you know you're working. COVID comes. How are you handling what happened in your life? What was this all about for you? This the screechy stop. Um I've been in, I made sure I stayed in uh once it hit, blah, 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 whatever.
1: Um I don't really go anywhere, so it affected me in the sense where I need to be working. And when the hell is this gonna be over with? That's what I want to know. Um, but it hasn't um, yeah, it's hit me the same way it's hit everybody else. We need to work. Okay, um, I love singing and sitting down, not doing anything. That's why sometimes I do the virtual reality stuff, so, you know, I do the virtual stuff. Um
0: you have to. You gotta show we're still going. You have to. Yeah. Yeah, at the end of the day, if it that's what they want
1: to do. They want to kill it. Um, So at the end of the day, you know, I do it to remain relevant um, and to to touch somebody's soul with song or, you know, whatever, whatever it may be. But at the end of the day, yeah, we got it. We got to show strength. Just keep going. Just keep pushing the music. Music is a beautiful thing. It, It keeps some people alive. I did notice that about working in hospitals and stuff when you're dealing with older people and you you, just music period. It brightens everybody's soul and spirit, just lifts it up. Um, It changes their whole demeanor, their, their whole attitude, just everything changes. When you start singing, when you play music, it just does something to the soul. So at the end of the day, yeah, we need to keep it going, keep going strong. I know it's hard for all of us. Um, so we're just all hanging in here. I'm just hanging in here and doing the best that I
0: can do. Do you miss traveling right now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> listen to me. Let's. let me tell you, you're not listening to me. When she says that, that's a Brooklyn girl. Listen to how she speaks. Listen, <laughs> listen, listen. When she says- That's my favorite that, word, listen, listen. Oh, my God, I know some other people that told her, listen. Oh that God. right there. That right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> said- New York girl. Listen clearly. Okay. Brooklyn great bitches, There Brooklyn. you go. <laughs> Brooklyn in the house. Brooklyn's in the house. So listen, I lived in I
1: lived in the uh lived in New York from 1969. Yeah, I'm just about to tell me age. Uh, I've been living there since 1969 um, and left in 95. So, I've been there all my life. And then I moved to South Carolina for peace and
2: <laughs> so, love. So I
1: didn't have to worry about waking up here and gunshots and people screaming and yelling. Uh, okay, you don't hear nothing but crickets. So, <laughs> it's nice. Um, I wanted to get my kids out of New York before they got into their teens. So and I have two, I have two boys and two girls. So I want to get them out of the city and into the country where they can't grow up to be old.
0: Are they old down there still so in the South Carolina area?
1: Yep, never left, ain't going nowhere. Still there. It, right? Yep, it's different. It's slower, um, lots of space. You have to worry about running into nobody and you gotta drive. So um it's
0: very different, peaceful. How are they handling this whole election year? Cause you're over there, and they're and all they're, voted. Yeah, they've all voted. They're all voted, right? They, they all voted.
1: Yep. For the first time, to get my boys to vote, <laughs> they voted. Out,
2: yeah. They
0: said they're voting. Everybody voted. I was is like, it because okay. of is it because of the situation with Trump, or is it because of the black lives? Yeah. What, yeah. What got everyone? Uh, I, well, what they basically see? said they don't want to see their children. Um,
1: had to worry about police beating them down, you know. So they wanted to go and vote to make sure things could change. It says getting worse, where people just, just being nasty to each other, just being, it's, it's sad. You wouldn't, you wouldn't have known so many people feel the way they feel hadn't this, this hadn't happened. Um, it would still go around. Keeping things to themselves but somewhere doing it behind your back. Or so now it's more, you know exactly where everybody's standing. It's so and, and it's sad that it's so much hate. I don't understand all the hate. Um at the end of the day, I just like giving. Give, give, give. And it, it just don't seem to be enough. So at the end of the day, what can you do? Um, what do you do? And especially if you got kids grandkids, so and et cetera, lots of family. Um, yeah, it's just, it's crazy. But yeah, just hanging in there. Um, I do a lot of writing, so it helps me somewhat. Um, And, you know, I don't take anything from anybody or ask anybody for anything. I make it one way or the other on my own
0: strength. Basically, the word is survivor. There you go. You're a survivor.
1: And that's what it has to be at the end of the day. You know, this business is like <laughs> when you're down is when people really look uh, they get happy when you say you're miserable, or you know. So at the end of the day, um, you just have to
0: keep, keep keep it moving. OK, so do what you do. Here we go. Keep so it going. Quincy Jones said, I quote him. Look, I'm working
1: with a rapper named Tasna. Uh, we're getting ready to record um another track. Uh we've done one so far. So we're getting ready to record another. So I'm doing a few things. I'm just venturing off to, to you know, I like rap, so
0: yeah, you're hip hop queen. I,
1: I've been trying to introduce this for years into this business, the rap. Um, uh, the track, not this time with Frankie Knuckles. My son did a rap on it. But I guess nervous at the time <laughs> I didn't know how to handle it. Um when I play it, I get big response from it. So and <clears throat> But yeah, now it's more so they're using rappers. Um, back then, they weren't too much. But yeah. But here's the just...
0: thing about re... well, let me just I'll interject two things. One, hip hop today, or should we say rap, is not what we remember rap. It don't sound like that. No, no, it's no, no like, it's different. Just... What is this? Yeah, now,
1: now
2: it's. <laughs> Right. <laughs> it's like, what the hell are he just
0: saying? I okay. I keep saying it every time I hear I'm like, I don't understand it. I'm like, and I, I'm like, what, why am I not understanding
2: it?
1: But you gotta, but you gotta remember this
0: too now. I'm, I'm not I'm not
1: blaming anybody or yeah. <laughs> yes, you are. Our generation, I ain't trying to be funny, but our generation was greedy. They didn't try to teach the children of the future. These kids mostly learn what they know on their own. Research YouTube, whatever way they find it through social media. That's how they found it. It wasn't say, uh, one of these big producers have three or four young DJs hanging under, you know, teaching them, showing them the way. Um, I know plenty of producers and DJs in this business. Some have gone on, not doing it no more. Some have died. Because nobody never even sat down and t- try to talk to them. Uh, yeah, son, don't do this. This ain't the way to do it. This ain't the way to go. Um, you know, they've never had that guidance of the old school guys trying to keep them in line or showing them where the music really comes from. Or blah blah. It's never been no teaching there. It's never been no togetherness there. When I hear young uh, DJs talk, they say, or what I used to hear was, oh, they don't want to share the stage with us. Or, da, 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 you know. It was always something negative to, they say they had to, what they had to do to even say hello to a big producer or a DJ. And it's sad because at the end of the day, we're supposed to be spreading music, supposed to be spreading love. Um, But like I said, a lot of people think about things differently than I do. Um, I'm a bit more,
0: yeah. So back to- I work with everybody. I hear that. So here's the thing now. I was going to say, Quincy Jones, I'll take this his quote. It's not the peaks that you have to live through. It's how you make it through the valley. Yes. So how are you making it and have made it through the valley?
1: <laughs> I just keep a very positive, you know, outlook on things, even when it's bad. I just went right through that. Yeah, okay it'll pass it it too shall pass so at the end of the day i just keep it moving i, I don't let nothing i mean yeah i i, I get to my breakdown points when it's a look out until too much or so much is coming in at me um i just fall back on my music that's what relaxes me that's what keep me going um i don't really have no friends in this business karen is about the only friend that i really long, long friend that I've had since I've been in this business. She brought me in and still still around. Um, Barbara Tucker another person, but I don't really have. Yeah, I don't have no friends in this business. It's, it's really hard to make friends in this business. Um,
0: you can make friends It's keeping them. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, the difference. you can have a ton of friends. The problem is, is who is the core, the core group? That's not in it to try to take what's yours. That's I'll get ready to say most of the friends I ran
1: into. So-called friends, is, is was there to just take not, you know, just to see what they can get and keep it moving. Or try to tear your stuff down and keep it moving. But yeah, it's really hard to make friends, um, even male, male friends. Um, I work with producers listening. I can tell you some stories. <laughs> I can write a book. Well, um,
0: yeah, people just do all kind of things. And it's bullshit. Well, you know what? Share one of those stories, like one of them. Okay. So here's, one. Here's, one. here's
1: one, here's one. Here's one. Here's one. I'll say this one. My album. I wrote these tracks years ago. We were talking about this a few minutes ago. I write from way back yonder. I can give you history of I wrote it way back yonder. So I ask you to revamp my music. Revamp don't mean the, that's a remix, right? Remix. Can you remix my track? I give you my vocals. You already know, got music, so I don't give you the music, too, because you got to hear how I had it going. And you revamp it, and then you turn around and say, you want part of my writing. Why am I giving you part of my writing? I've paid you to do the tracks.
0: Oh, so, we, we forgot. We didn't hear that part. We didn't hear that part. You, I, you paid two on time? Yeah, I paid you. Well, that's not what I'm what I was
1: gonna charge. I didn't put hey, don't try to get slick on me because you had something else in your mind. You charge what you charge. That's the end of it. You tell me what you charge and that's I did what you asked. Now you're telling me, um I must give you part of my writing. What about the person that helped me wrote it? Oh, the hell with them. Oh, really? I don't think so. I don't I don't mess with people like that. And that's why I've been in this business as long as I have. I don't steal. I don't um, I give away If anything. I don't take from anybody. So at the end of the day, I'm not going to let nobody take from me. When I write my album myself and the tracks are old as hell. Mm. All I wanted. Yeah. All I wanted was new music. Um, And yeah, you get what you get on your mixes. Yeah. But I'm not going to say you wrote my tracks. And you you meet a lot of people like that and then had the nerd to tell me, well, you ain't shit no more. You used to be. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I ain't going to say no
0: names. So let's, but, let me ask everybody, is she still the shit or what? Everybody, come on now. They're loving you. They're saying you hearts from all over the world. They're like, she's still the
1: shit. I love people. Look, I love people, but you can screw me. I just keep it moving. You ask me how do I, I keep it moving? Screw me, and I'll keep it moving. Try to screw me, and I still keep it moving. And at the end of the day, I don't hold grudges. I don't. Um, my thing is, if you got some, you pass something by me. That's good. I'm gonna roll on it. It's about a business. It's not about you being my friend or my my whatever. Because at the end of the day, when we talking money and business, ain't no friendship. It all goes out the window when it comes right down to it. Let a big dude shoot up. <laughs> the whole situation will change. And especially when you do, ha- especially when you do handshakes.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. You mean. But when you do handshakes, it's like. You <laughs> talk about the post line, like the goal line changes. It's like, wait, minute, I thought we had the 50 yard line. No, 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 you're by the five it's yard like, line. Across now. the room, it's like, wait, hold up. <laughs> yeah, it definitely changes. The bigger it gets.
1: Uh the more things change. But yeah, I just keep it flowing. I don't hold on to anything. Trust me, I've been screwed a lot.
0: Okay, so now that you've been screwed, you're smarter. You started you the label. Tell us the name of the record label. Yes. Album. KB us- Sounds. KB Sounds. I started that last year. Um,
1: I put my album on it. I got tired of um people wanting to do what they want to do with my stuff. So I said, you know what? I just want to do one album the way I want to do it so um i did that uh we put it out last august and actually some people are just picking it up from last year and they think it just came out this year so longevity i never had a problem with um i'm still here um but at the end of the day yeah i started my own label and so far so good um got some more stuff ready to come i'm just kind of like sitting on like well, when do i put it out i got a cover i'm putting out um I guess I could tell you. No, I'll say that. <laughs> I'll say that. I might send you a mix, and you tell me what you think. So I'm gonna hold that one. But I do. I, I'm, uh, I do have a track I'm getting ready to put out. And like I said, I have um some okay. projects that I've worked on already.
0: So now, as a vocalist artist, and having that whole mind frame of being a songwriter and part of production. How are you handling doing the day-to-day administration now of running a label
1: well i have uh some friends um dna studios they work with me so they, they run the label part for me um so i don't really have to do any of that uh they handle that part of it so i do have a little crew <laughs> but they handle that part of it for me um and as far as uh anything else um marketing and so forth like that, I'm gonna deal with somebody for that as well. So not too bad, not too bad. Not too I bad. Put out records. Yeah. I put out when I feel like it. And when I don't, I don't.
0: So yeah. It's starting to become our Sylvia Road of house music down this thing. <laughs> Sylvia Road, here she comes, uh, Got uh, so
1: I'm still looking for some new stuff. I'm just, I, I always like venturing off into new things. The music is so, widespread you can just go anywhere vocally so yeah i'm out there i'm waiting for you to give me a song i'm
0: still waiting on my music i know i'm bad I'm still waiting dc rogers yeah. asked you the same thing i'm bad right now <laughs> yeah i'm still
1: waiting I'm still, it's a few people i love to do some stuff with um but like i said it's it's something i'm working on. it's really big you're gonna you're really gonna like this i might i might
2: tell you offline okay you <laughs> later
0: Give us the tips, my dear. If you could talk to the young Kathy Brown from today, what would you tell her to change?
1: Oh, if I could talk to a young Kathy Brown, I'd probably say, "Don't be so nice." That's what I probably tell myself. I think sometimes being too nice in this business can kind of get you <laughs> in trouble too. Um, yeah, I, if I was a young Kathy, I would. I would definitely look at things different. Don't be so nicey-nicey and naive. Um, Learn what you're getting into. Um, Learn your craft, know it, backwards and forward. Um, And you won't have no problem. Everything should run smooth as long as you know what you're doing. But that's what I would tell the young Kathy.
0: There'll be no fool twice. Yeah. (laughs) Get it right. Any regrets? do you have any regrets?
1: um no i have no regrets i've done everything i wanted to do well just about um i had my orchestra experience and, a, and, a, and a, i and uh had a 40 piece band in australia sydney australia um it was nice to have dance music played this was what 10 years ago now to have dance music played with a 40 piece it was amazing it was me peyton um, uh, peyton, the singer, um Ooh, uh, it, was few, it was a few singers. Um, it was nice though, it came real nice. House music for the first time in Sydney, Australia, in an opera house. Uh, two nights sold out. It was wonderful. So yeah, I've
0: done some amazing was, things. Was Alison Limerick on that too? Hmm? Alison Limerick, was she also part of that? I remember seeing pictures, I think, all of you together. Yeah. A lot of people come over. He brought a lot of people. Right, um, I remember that. That was a huge, yeah. a big thing. That was a huge yeah. Longest thing.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Definitely had some good stuff over there. Australia, Australia is, oh, uh, I love Australia. But yeah, that's geez, one of
0: my favorite places. Kathy, what should we expect when COVID's over, honey, and everything is good to go and vaccines are in place and we're safe to come out and play? What's the plan? Oh.
2: We got
1: some stuff. Listen, (laughs) I'm not being afraid.
2: I'd probably be be the first one running out of the house doing cartwheels. (laughs)
1: I'm ready. Um, Yeah, but it's it's um it's definitely a lot coming up. We have a lot coming up um this year. Let's just hope we have something to come up too. Because from what I see now, I don't see how we're coming into 2021 when we haven't even figured out what's happening in 2020. Nothing's been put into place. So
0: how do you see things opening? I know it's hard. It's a tough when,
1: when nothing's been done up until this point. they talk talking about
0: another lockdown. Where is that at right now in the UK? What's going on over there as far as the lockdowns? Not yet. Not yet. No yet. Yep. But it, I, I, heard, it, it, I heard uh, they're talking about it. That it's coming. Yeah. It's,
1: yeah, they're talking about it. But it hasn't happened yet. I think they said something about a certain amount of people in the house. That's what they're saying. It can only be a certain amount of people.
0: From what I understand, if I got this correct, they don't they don't want you commiserating from house to house. They want you. Yes. But yet, this is what really like uh, a lot of people are kind of like question. But I can go to say Piccadilly Circus and drink. And be amongst a whole thousand, thousand people. But yet, I can't go to someone's house. Yeah, that is Never. stupid. Never. <laughs> You're a nurse. Come on, Nurse Brown. Tell us none, this of
1: this makes, none of this makes any
0: sense.
1: Nurse Brown, come on now. Tell us what Listen, we Listen, the virus is not saying I ain't coming to your house if it's only four people in it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be for real. And just, you know, they don't even make us discuss it. It's like, for real, you want to an answer to this? They're, you know, do everybody just need
0: to walk around with the mask.
1: Listen, if they kept it, to me, if they made everybody around the world do 14 days, would have been gone already. If you're in your house, it ain't got anywhere to go but in the circle in the house. It's over with once you do that two weeks
0: can knock this out, right?
1: Yeah, it's not gonna happen because nobody's listening. And now people are frustrated because they talk about another lockdown and they ain't even really come off the first lockdown. So it's, money ain't right, jobs, <laughs> listen, it's crazy. And the government is not giving no more money. He didn't want to give what he gave in the first place. So it's getting crazy. Um, I saw one school, um, where the kids were, it was so many of them, and they it winded up breaking out in the schools or colleges or sending kids home. So, how's it going away? How are we supposed to go into 2021? 2021 is around the corner.
0: Oh, you don't know? You didn't hear about what? the magic, the magic, the, 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 the magic drug coming? The vaccine? Listen, listen. <laughs> Listen. You don't want to get me started. You don't want
1: to get me started.
0: Come on. We're gonna let you get started. It's 2020 right now. We gotta hear this. Come and on. Well, look,
1: it's the simplest things. <laughs> Listen, magic drug. You know what that's all about. <laughs> yeah. Let me say. Let look. Let me say. I got it. And then I know the election coming up. Then I'll turn around and go. Look, I'm well now. Y'all know how I got well. I took the drug. He couldn't get America to take the drug, and the way he was trying to do it in the first place. Nice coming up with another way. He got it, took the drug, and it healed him.
0: A lot of people think he didn't have it.
1: He didn't have it. You haven't seen. You can't even get a doctor to say anything about him having it. There's no privacy thing on this. Either he had it or didn't. So you can't even get his doctors
0: <laughs> to say what's like. in plural S, doctors. <laughs> Did you not find that press conference funny? One guy comes out and looks like a triangle of 10 doctors. Why oh. was that? Why do we need to have nine of the doctors standing around to hear the one yep. doctor speak? I, I never understood that. But was- think about it, he done
1: fired all the good ones. He bring back people to say what he wanted them to say. And like most a lot of these doctors have gotten on Facebook and tried to tell people, they're trying to get you to take a drug that they didn't even get to rats um at the end of the day they don't know what this drug is going to do they haven't really fully tested it they're just trying to do something to have people
0: spend lots it's about money people are screaming on this on the chat say i ain't taking this shit." it's about money i know all drugs is about money well in cancer some drugs do help you come on i mean they save your life but this is a different situation this is not This is not a normal. Listen, when they said that the, when they
1: first talked about that drug and they, the, the woman said they was going to test that on black people first.
0: <laughs> was oh, a the Bill Gates theory from Africa. Yeah. I, I read that, too. I'm like, why, wh- why? When they but, said they was going to try it on the blacks first. Why so is like, that no always? God. But why is that the first stop for them? Why do they always do that?
1: Oh, they figured they, could, they hey an uh, easy way to wipe us out. Wow, I
0: tried every other way. Sickle Cell, they, they, did, they did all those things in the 50s and the 60s, I know.
1: So they do things. It's just we as a people have to stand up against what's going on. It's time for us to stand up at the end of the day. We can't depend on. I don't even understand how he's still president with all the stuff. You know, I don't get it. We, we've gotten rid of presidents just for getting, you know, somebody coming in the office and do anything on them. Got rid of the president. We've gotten rid of Bill. What's his name? Oh, what was was the president we had that we Nick Nixon? Oh, you mean Watergate. Well, how fast we got rid of him. Why can't we get rid of this man? He don't lie about the taxes. (laughs) (laughs) He lies about everything. So I'm not understanding they ain't seen nothing yet. He goes up. You ain't supposed to have a business. A lot of things that presidents ain't supposed to be doing, he's doing so.
0: Right, that's supposed to. Twitter,
1: Twitter. Hillary got Hillary got banged up for 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 tweeting on Twitter, but he can do it every day. I don't understand it. So, but then again, I don't understand the whole White House. It's like a house full of idiots. But what can I tell you? It'd be nice to wipe. It'd be nice to take everybody out of there and just put all new people back in, young
0: people. Well, that's a whole other thing. You know, I, I one thing, he I, thing. I want to say is that one thing I agree with him when he said "drain the swamp," and I always wonder who the hell is he talking about because the swampy. <laughs> I've saying "drain the damn swamp." It's like, yo, what is? Up? Thank you. Yeah, it's crazy, and it's killing the music
1: scene. All of this is is killing everything.
0: Oh, anything that's that, that's that has an indoor effect. Broadway, yeah, movies. Yeah restaurants i mean it doesn't even mean just music just going to a place yeah. a to have a glass of wine You can. Yeah. oh yeah can i have a glass of wine
2: <laughs> i don't want it. actually i want to get this <laughs> a
0: glass of wine get the girl i should take that wine i don't
1: want no wine give me a Guinness.
0: well we're going to give you some <laughs> cheese for the whining <laughs> i hope to god there's an answer soon because we need to all come back that's the thing. Oh, you know, so many people are suffering from this right now. It's just I wish yeah. there was an easy answer. You know, there's a lot of political stuff yeah. involved. And you know, you, you just said it right. Your kids went out and voted. That's the first step. That's a good step. Regardless if they win or not, they went out yeah. and voted. That's it. That's what happened That's 2016. Because when you see all the uh the chart metrics. It shows the African vote, the minority vote, brown, black, everything outside the white guy They didn't vote. They stood home. Why? I don't like the candidate. Yo, <laughs> yeah. boy, that's not an answer. You can't tell me you cannot go and vote. Anything is better than what we have right now. I've said the same thing. The janitor is even looking good.
1: Anything is better than what we have right now, even down to medical. It's messed up. How? How do we get to this point?
0: So. Yeah, because, you know, you study, you know, you you understand what what's involved. And, you know, when you're asked from someone an answer, you have to give them a logical answer as to why you did that procedure, right? Yeah. How does that not make sense that you hear these answers and they go, don't listen to scientists, don't listen to doctors. This Dr. Fauci guy, poor guy, yeah. I know he's got it wrong in the beginning with the mask. I get it, but, yeah. you know, I just don't understand it. Don't listen to scientists. Don't listen to doctors. Well, I'm going to go to my shoemaker to get find out what's wrong with my brain. I mean, that's like, you know, I don't understand the logic. And people don't have common sense. They're no listening. They're listening. I know. They don't have common sense anymore. That's the whole thing.
1: But I kind of think that's why they want to divide the country. It's working. <laughs> It's
0: definitely working. I just like want to know what the next plan is. Big. Where are we going? Yeah. Where are you going yeah. after this? This is it for me now. I mean, I'm so glad we got you on. And I've been happy to be able to, to show people at home and have all of us talk about what's yeah. truly happening. You know? Yeah. Can you leave us on an uptick? Can you give us some hope? and tell us what we need to be doing and what we should be doing?
1: Listen, I can't really tell people what they should or shouldn't be doing, but I know at the end of the day, for us music uh, musicians and stuff, we just need to keep doing what we're doing, keep spreading the love through songs, through praise, whichever way you can get it across. I think that's what we need to keep doing. I think we need to come together a little more, a little better than what we have. Um, I'm not being funny, but I look at the house scene and we say it's love. But I like to see us come together a little more um, as a whole, as a family, as a community, instead of just talking about it. I like to actually see it and not when somebody die i like to see it before the person die. Um, I just want to see a point where all of us can just get back to what we love. And again, like I said, spreading love all through the land. This is what it's all about. This is how it all started. This is how it's going to end. With music, sound. So let the trumpet sound, yes. But yeah, just want us to just keep doing what we're doing.
0: Hmm? Know, it said like a true trooper.
1: And that's all I can say is just keep doing it. We give up. <laughs> they win. So at the end of the day, we can't give up. We have to keep moving. And we have to keep striving and making it better. Because there is better ways. At the end of the day, think about it as us as, as being celebrities. This is the last thing I'm gonna say. We got people out here with money i mean so much money we don't have to depend on certain entities but we don't have to depend on a whole lot of things so those of us with lots of money out here we need to change how we are thinking about doing things or how we do things and again come together bring some of that money to your own community bring some of that money to your own you know, build away from you don't really need it. We had a Wall Street. We, we had. So it's not like it can't be done. If they were to be separated, we could separate ourselves. But we have to come together as a people to to do that. Mm. So that's the kind of where I need it.
0: Okay. Well said, like a true trooper, Kathy. I got <laughs> thank you so much. Thank Another you. Fast, you are and I uh, I can't, I'm I'm speechless on the interview. <laughs> So maybe, <laughs> thank you for, for bringing me on yeah yeah you let us in your world and i can't thank you enough you know and and this is what it's all about true house stories and said yeah. it just as it needed to be said let's hope either no matter who wins that yeah. we can get through this and come back because damn it we need to come back there you go well come Let's give Kathy Brown a huge applause. Thank you so much. Keith and your music is the bomb. We love you. And thank you. We support. Congratulations. Congratulations to
1: you with our heart. Uh,
0: you deserve
1: it. You are the best. You yes. really deserve it.
0: I, I you know what I, I didn't see it coming. I was like, you know, again, all I did was do something just to bring
1: to us. Our- you are the sweetest person in the world. And the way you bring across things to people is so humble. This was just perfect, and I'm glad you you did it. Yeah, you got to speak the way you want to speak. Nobody held you back. I love it. This fits
0: you. You fit right in. I love it. (laughs) So do you. You do very well as well. And believe me, and people enjoy hearing you sing. And when we come back, we're going to be expecting you to bat us out those diva hits each and every time. Oh, yeah. Well, for shooting sure. next week. We got more coming. We got a lot of great acts. I got- Well, I can't of- wait to see. I know, me too. <laughs> me too. Man, this I is a lot of work. I tell you, we work yeah. all week for this. This is what's crazy. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I can't wait to see it. So far, I've been listening watching
1: some of your stuff. And it's fantastic. My boy, Marsha Jefferson, I loved it.
0: Oh yeah, Um,
1: So I love what you're doing. I mean, I think it's
0: fantastic. Well, you know what it is? It's also now like a documentary in a sense that, you know, we're documenting, we're putting them up on YouTube, people can go to this and look at, you know, who we are. Yeah, that's it. And that's what it's all about. That comes to your club. We're more than that. Yeah. We're we're more than that. We have a heart. We care. We're trying to make it. We're trying to live yes. it, You know, we're family members. We church people, whatever we are, but we're, we're more than just what you think we are. Well, I know you've always been in my corner. Always. And I always will be. You got that. That's what I love about you. You're
1: always the same way, no matter what. <laughs> That's what I love about you. That's right. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. <laughs> and thanks again, everyone for tuning in. And have a good night around the world. And from New York to London, Singapore, yes, yes. Australia, everywhere. True House Stories. will be here each and every week. Two o'clock yes. New York City time, seven UK time, eight for Europe, and God knows whatever time you zone you are by <laughs> right now. So take Good. care, Kathy. Thank you again. Ma. Ma. Love Bye, you. darling. Good night, thank hon. You thank honey. you. Bye. Bye-bye.